Hello and welcome to Reggie'sTake.com, podcast number 13. This could almost be thought of as really my uh, third part of my Star Wars special. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens and a little bit towards the end about the upcoming 2016 movie season, which there are quite a few movies out. First of all, uh, introduce my pseudo co-host, James, who's once again returning. Hi. Welcome. So this one could really be considered Return of the Podcast, or it could also be called Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, either way. <laughs> Happy New Year. You Happy guys, New you, you have a nice holiday season? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. Little family stuff and uh, uh, a lot of drinking, which is like my thing. Well, if you're hanging out with family, <laughs> you've got to drink. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, no, I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, you show me someone who hasn't seen it yet, and I'll, I now, may... Is that, is that the movie with the dinosaurs? No. <laughs> this is the movie that the kicked the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs' ass. <laughs> and it's about ready to kick uh, James Cameron's little blue people's ass. Oh, wow. At least domestically in the this... U.S. That is really interesting to me. That uh, can you believe that? Can, still, like, can you believe that? Of, of, as of this recording, it has added. Kinda, like I, I liked Avatar, but I've kind of like forgotten about it over the years. But it's, it's been so long since he's to... done anything of, his, of those movies. Well, and it, it wasn't really like I thought it was a decent movie, but it wasn't really my a, thing. A, a, as of as of this moment, Star Wars: Force Awakens has taken in domestically seven hundred and forty million, Woo! and should easily pass. Avatar sometime this upcoming wow. week of this recording, wow. which would make it the number one all-time movie in the U.S. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Like, I think everyone knew this movie was going to be successful right mm-hmm. out of the gate, but mm-hmm. I don't think anyone knew it was going to be this successful just in the first two weeks of its yeah. theatrical run. I mean, no one saw this coming. Well, and, and I think this this movie legitimately has a chance of beating Avatar uh, worldwide. So was Avatar number one? Worldwide, yes. Actually, when, James, James Cameron has the number one and number two movies worldwide. Titanic. Is the, Avatar, I knew was, Avatar and Titanic. Okay, I was still thinking Titanic was... The, Okay, so Avatar beat Titanic. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, James Cameron's got the smug one and two. So I hope I hope Disney and, and Lucasfilm takes him down. Yeah, screw you, James Cameron. <laughs> so, um, uh, how many times have you seen the movie? Uh, twice. Twice. So twice. Have I. I thought it was really good. I'm probably going to see it again. Just to start off on a little bit of a different note here, I printed something out. I just kind of thought this was funny in the same sense this guy must be just an idiot. This is a comment off one of the websites I troll. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> this is, this I love is, how you troll the trolls. Yes. This is. Or wait, this probably isn't a troll. This is probably just a weirdo. Yes, but this anyway, this is what he posted. The problem with this movie, Force Awakens, is that they all present it in such a cavalier way. You're automatically just supposed to know what to look for. So much was left on the cutting room floor that the film feels choppy and incomplete. It's two and a half hours filled, crammed into two hours and seven minutes. All that stuff about the Republic and Resistance and Grand Peace Treaty should have been in this fucking film. J.J. made an enjoyable film but left all the world to building to comic books and other other material. This makes the film a failure as part of the saga. Whatever. Isn't that just how the first Star Wars was? Yeah, okay. He goes on. This was a garbage movie with extremely predictable plot and no surprises. I thought you said it was entertaining. I was calling it garbage. <laughs> yeah. Which is it, buddy? Just like all the recent Disney slash Marvel movies, I really hope Disney doesn't acquire any other companies. B, they are turning the film industry into a big pile of dump. I think he was trying to be nice. Uh, basically, he means shit. Uh, this was a triumph in marketing. That's it. Disney movies have become a formulary you're almost waiting for the song number to pop up at any time like the cartoon Disney movies utterly pathetic it was just like the old ones oh my god so basically what you're saying is that there are people on the internet who will whine and bitch no matter what anything what they do yeah I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie I did too now now I will say can you nitpick because I sure can well I can I can nitpick a little bit too but what I was gonna say was to start does The Force Awakens have a little bit of a new hope feel in structure? Yes. I would almost say that it's almost a remake in some ways. Some people have claimed that he, they, they, he did nothing but I, a shot-for-shot shot remake, which I, I, which I disagree in that one. It I, does I have think a, it was on purpose. I think it has a new hope it was feel. On purpose. It has a new hope feel, yeah. but after the way the prequels have been perceived since the prequels have ended 10 years ago, Disney and Lucasfilm made a, an obvious strategic decision Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to make a a quote fan film regardless of structure or plot and it worked yeah no matter what you think of 
how they structured or the plot of the movie, it, it worked because the box office numbers is showing it's yeah. worked. Because if it didn't work, it we'd still be talking about, oh, well, where's where's all the numbers? Well, well, how come this movie isn't successful? They made a fan film like that's well, all Star Wars ever was. Like, you don't go to Star Wars and think, wow, that really makes me think about the uh, the plight of the Nigerians. No. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, like, stupid, wholesome fun. Like, that's yes. all Star Wars has yes. ever been. Like, they're good stories. But I mean, now that they've done this with The Force Awakens, they should open up with a little, hopefully going a little bit of a different direction. Hopefully, they don't copy anything of formularic of Empire. Yeah. I would hope that not. That would be bad. That would not be necessarily a good well, thing. Well, and I think also, I will say, with J.J. Abrams only doing one movie, that's a that's a good sign because J.J. Abrams with Star Trek I feel like with the first one was like yes awesome and it's like yeah screw you Trekkie fans who don't like it whatever this is awesome <laughs> second one it's like this is good but uh, maybe we do need to kind of branch out a little bit a little bit yes. so I, I think the thing about Abrams is he's really good at starting him and then after that like he's really good at setting it up and starting it but then you need other people to come in and, and, and I think that's what Disney, and there's nothing wrong I think with that's, that but I think that's know. what Disney's trying to do because yeah. now you get I don't remember who's doing uh, the second movie for them I don't either I, I, I think uh, I think it's the guy who did Godzilla isn't it I don't director. know. I do but I know, know it's Colin Trevor who did Jurassic World is doing episode nine. Is so so they've got and they've both those directors had inputs to those scripts. No. So you've gotten three different you're gonna have three different directors with three different inputs. According to Lucasfilm and Disney, the storylines are already pretty much set for eight and nine. It's just with whatever director inputs they want to add or, or take away yeah. from the movies, which is fine. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. I really liked uh, the the characters of Ray and Finn. I thought I it was. Too. I, 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 too. I really liked the uh, idea of having a quote stormtrooper decide. You know, this ain't for me. I did too. I, this ain't uh, for that's me. Something Screw this. That they, even you know, when I was a kid, I always thought like, and you know, the the point of the stormtroopers was to look cool and for the audience not to think about them when they get killed. They right. have a mask, so you don't think, oh, yeah. that poor guy. You never think that. No. Even when I was a kid, I was like, I wonder who's behind the mask. And then with the prequels, prequels you got a little bit like, of... oh, are they clones? And even that, like, I think that was George Lucas's way of, like, being like, no, these aren't, like, farm kids, like, joining the military. They're just clones. And that's kind of more messed up because it's like, so they've been created, bred, and harvested well, just for if, war. Well, that's kind if, of messed up. If, if you listen closely at one point during The Force Awakens, uh, yeah, when, uh, bring up when, when Kylo Ren talks to uh, mm -hmm. General Hux, mm -hmm. he's like, well, maybe... You know, maybe Snoke or whatever would be better off with w w going with clones. Yeah. So it's like they've obviously gotten away from clones, but there's that idea of that's in their mind because it sounds yeah. like sounds like now they're just stealing people and saying, "Yeah, here you go. You're going to be." In and the, in, that in, in, also means that in the original trilogy, after the prequels, it always felt like, well, I guess all the stormtroopers in the original trilogy were clones, but now it's like not necessarily. We don't know. No. We don't know. We don't know what happened like, during during, yeah. during during that twenty Who years. Knows? Maybe there was a clone virus. That's what. It, but I would like to say that I think that story is almost too smart for Star Wars. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I like the fact that you had a, a stormtrooper decide. You know. Yeah. I'm not going to play yeah. for this side. I want to play for the other side. And and that was a nice, a different twist for Star Wars. Well, he wasn't even going to play for the other side. He just wanted to leave. leave. Right. He yeah. wanted to get far away from the resistance as possible. Yeah. It's interesting to see where that character goes. Ray's character, Daisy Ridley's, is interesting as well. Very. I mean, she's kind of got at this, and there's a lot of speculation of who her parents are, mm -hmm. uh, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Yeah, I thought the movie was excellent from start to finish. Yeah, I, did I did like the one part when they're talking about in the Resistance headquarters, and you know they're all around the table. Oh well, you know that. Uh, oh no, this was the Death Star. Picks it up, and and Harrison Ford yeah. the console. So it's just bigger. It's got to be a way of blowing it up. Yeah. <laughs> that, if that, I am gonna nitpick, I am gonna say and i don't mind i thought it was kind of neat that it's like oh it's just like the old one and little droid has the map has the yeah map and you know just like the old one that's kind of neat i will say another death star i mean come on yes and no but 
like this is the third time now. It's like it wasn't like a huge deal, but I am gonna say it's like again with Oi, again with the Death Star. <laughs> uh, they must be getting a group right or something. So that this one was an entire planet, essentially. Yes. So it was just a planet orbiting around the sun. I, I guess they took a planet and they basically built this whole machine in into the planet. Yeah. It would be my guess. It doesn't really make much sense, but I'll go with it. You Nothing know, about Star Wars makes sense. Well, and I think it's a certain point you don't want to. You don't have to understand everything to no, enjoy it. No, you know it's something. It's a you fantasy ha- movie. Yeah, some like, things you have yeah. to just sit there and and suspend. And let it go. Suspend part of your brain and saying, okay, I don't really need to understand this. I don't necessarily have to understand this. Just watch it. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I really like. That's about the only thing I can nitpick. Well, there is one more thing. I thought. Andy Circus's character, Snoke, Snoke looked kind of stupid. Like it looked too well, much like Lord of the Rings, and I know it's the well, guy from Lord of the Rings, but at the same point though, that was just nothing more than a holographic projection. So I'm hoping maybe we'll see more of an interaction of, uh, of yeah. him standing yeah. in front and not this holographic projection all the time in Episode Eight. Yeah. I'm hoping. So I'm hoping maybe in that sense, that perception may change a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping. What did you think of there was uh, another character named Poe? Second time I watched it, I liked him a lot better. The first time I watched it, I was kind of disappointed that he came back. It, I really liked the idea of, oh, here's like the big, awesome, big-chinned hero Poe. And he and uh, Finn yeah. escape, and the, you know, and then all of a sudden they crash, and it's like, well, there goes the hero of the story, and now we got to focus on these two guys kids that don't know what they're doing i thought that would have been brilliant and then they bring him back to life and i'm like god that could have been a better story well then the second time i saw it i ended up liking him so much that i got over myself their oscar isaac who plays poe dameron Mm -hmm. said that in the original version that they had when they offered him the role he was the character that was supposed to be killed off originally really so and then so so, so, it seemed like it it seemed like it would have been better that way so he went ahead still accepted the role thinking okay great you know I'm going to be in it basically kind of a cameo role so so be it at least I can say I've been in a Star Wars movie cool and then he said he got a call back later from Abrams going no no we've changed our mind you're going to live we figured it out you know you're you're, you're good which he was still fine with you know he gets to be more in the movie well he'll be in the next one yeah it's one of the they probably liked him so much that they kept him going which is fine and you didn't really get much patched up that that a little bit with the story you you didn't get much of a story with him but hopefully that'll change in the next movie a little bit hopefully he doesn't become the the wedge of the series well he's already a little better off than wedge was i think right. well yeah a little bit i mean at least wedge got more speaking line. i mean he's got more speaking lines than than wedge of- did you ever see and the weird part is like on empire strikes back it seems like wedge dies but no. then all of a sudden he's back and return. Like he what happened? He doesn't really die. He, he gets he gets beat up a little bit in a snowspeeder. Yeah. But they, he, they never. But you don't they, see him he, fly away. Like I I look for that every time. He doesn't die. Like, but then all yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden on the third one he, on return he's just like back and it's like oh okay I guess he lived. Like I I I look for it every time I watch Empire Strikes Back. Like I look for this time I'm gonna see him fly away. And every time I'm like nah didn't didn't see him fly away this time. I don't know. I must be missing it. I don't know. I really love the first. time time when you see the Millennium Falcon it's like I, I, I thought that was great when they're running away oh we need a we yeah. need a pilot I am a I, we've got a pilot we need a ship oh we're gonna take that one well what about that oh that's just a piece of junk but yeah. you don't see what they're talking about and then the other ship gets blown up and then you turn and they go to run to the other ship all right we'll take the it's piece the of junk Millennium and Falcon. it's the Millennium Falcon I thought that was great oh although uh, the Falcon took a beating though trying to get up off the ground with her flying initially. one thing I think it's very clear that this movie establishes that, yes, Han shot first. And if you'll remember when they're in uh, Han and Chewie's uh, cargo ship mm-hmm. or whatever that that is, yeah. uh, and those monsters are loose, uh-huh. first thing he does is, uh, Han Solo does, is grab one of those pirates, throws him in front of the monster to get eaten while he runs away, <laughs> like, just to get out of there. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, he, you know, Han Solo totally shoots first. That's the way he is. He's not going to, like, he's not some honorable John well, Wayne, you loser. Well, also what I what I found funny. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I found funny and enjoyable with, with Harrison Ford's role as Han Solo in this movie was he was, like, not necessarily comic relief. Yeah. 
but he kind of gave you a lot of kind of laughable yeah, moments, did. which did. which was great. And you saw kind of the old Han a little bit from maybe a little bit of like in Return of the Jedi a little bit where he was not so serious but still had a little yeah. bit of lightness to him. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Oh, you're the one who did it. The run in 14 parsecs, 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and and just the whole the whole character about him bringing Han Solo was well. I, I loved about that think... movie. I really think Harrison Ford made The Force Awakens what it is. Well, I honestly think that. They're technically going to say that Ray and Finn were the, they weren't the stars. Han Solo was the star. Okay, Ray this Finn, movie was all about Han Solo. This was the Han Solo. I, I, I look at it, there was there was there was three stars to this movie. Yeah, Ray, Finn, and 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 Han Solo. Yeah, but you have to really think. It, Ray, and then I think it was Harrison Ford, and then it was Finn. I would say Harrison Ford was the star. I like, think I think I, this movie I, was I think, all about. I really him. think Harrison this Ford was all about his like redemption and. I really think Harrison Ford though was you needed you needed one of the big three of the original characters to be mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. all the way. By the way, did we not call the storyline from this movie? Yes, I was trying to wait to get to that okay. in a little bit. Okay, I, I know sorry. where you're going with that, yeah. and and that's we totally called it. And that's what one of the things I want to get to, but I didn't want to jump into it first thing because I do have Which finally because I was so off with Avengers two. Like I thought my storyline was better than Avengers two, but whatever. <laughs> oh, and there's also a little bit of comparison though. When we get to that part, there's also a little bit of comparison because it looks like, from my point of view. They are taking a little bit from the uh, the books. Yeah, one of the yeah, series no, of the books. I agree with you. They I are taking a little bit you. of something from the books. I've never read them, but I know enough about them that uh, with the uh, Jason Solo character, right. like I know enough about it that which I they're knew. taking a little bit from it. Which they yeah. said they said they never said they they couldn't take ideas or yeah. characters from those books. Any yeah. of the books, actually, they're out there, but well, which I know, find interesting. Anyone. It, like I know, a lot of people were upset that the books were not going to be canon. But, but then again, how canon were they in the first place? Like you knew at least until well, two thousand eight, okay. you knew that there was going to be a seven, eight, nine. Did you really think they were going to be based on the books? No, okay. but 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 see, and but, then after two thousand eight, okay. when George Lucas said he's done, well, see, he sold him. In, he sold he sold to Disney in two thousand twelve, mm-hmm. and let's just for argument's sake stop. Before before he sold to Disney, if you look at all the books with the movies, all those books that had been written, mm-hmm. if you look, were all all intentionally strung out. There was yeah. no contradicting of anything. So you could start from the earliest books that they, that were technically in the timeline of the Old Republic all the way through to how far up ahead they had gotten, and there was no deviation of mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, you know they didn't kill a character off and then three bucks later down the road he's all of a sudden back yeah. out of nowhere i mean they kept it in a continuous line because at one point in the books chewie dies really yeah at some point and it sends han into a depression and he kind of goes off back to his drunken uh pirate days so to speak wow and and everything so but but that made me one thing think maybe they were going to kill chewie off in the force awaken which they didn't which is fine that's cool. I'd rather they keep Chewie around. Right. I Chewie, like Chewie. Chewie's cool. And, like, killing him off really wouldn't do that much. The only person it would really affect would be Han Solo. <laughs> Something happens to him in this movie. I can't remember. Yeah. Like, doesn't he... Mm... Okay, so what did you think? Did you like the idea that the story was basically all these characters were trying to search for, for, for Luke Skywalker? Did you like that premise? Yeah, I was fine with that. I think that worked. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's a and plot, I think, it's a very simple plot device to get things going for the action. Like I was cool with it, yeah. And you know, it works it, a lot better than it, uh, it was. I like, hate to say it, but it works a lot better than trade federations and right. If you think about it, it was really both sides were looking for the same person. It's just a matter who got the complete map and who yeah. could get to him first. Well, that's just like uh, that's just like how it was in Empire. Everyone was always looking for Luke Skywalker then, and it made the end of the movie kind of more meaningful. In a way, well, I, I thought. What do you think about that storyline where Emperor Palpatine was aborting Jawa fetuses to uh, to harvest their metachlorians? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. If that I was know one that. of the things that I posted on Facebook, like a fake spoiler. I went on this kick where I was posting uh, really? Facebook. I, I didn't see those. <laughs> yeah. Really? I think I was I was doing it on other people's uh, posts. They're like, "Don't tell me anything." And well, like, that was one. And then, like, I had another one where I was like, "Can you believe that Jar Jar Binks with was Darth Vader's father all along?" 
<laughs> but it makes sense when you think about it. Well, so I was like trolling people, like putting up fake spoilers. There's also a rumor though going around that some people are wondering <laughs> if they'll do Snoke won't be some sort of reincarnation of Palpatine because in the books he he did find a way to come back in the yeah. books. So they're kind of wondering since he's so strong with the Force. I the hope they're side. just kind of done with Palpatine. Like, I really like, hope so too. I really hope this. It's like that I, was the I, thing. Like Darth Vader killed him. Darth Vader killed him. I would Let's rather let it go. I would yeah. really find out Snoke had something to do with Palpatine, and sure. it was just in the in the back shadows. Like that, maybe he was like a friend, or, or maybe he was a friend Patine of Palpatine, <laughs> or whatever. Whatever the case may be, but uh, let's just hope it's not Palpatine re- re- reincarnated. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Because Vader, Darth and Pal- Vader killed him. Vader and Palpatine yeah. storyline are, are, are it's th- theoretically over. It's done. Yes, yeah. let it's it go. Done. You know, we were talking at one point. You know, uh, you know, because you saw in the trailer that Kylo Ren was always talking, or you know, had mm-hmm. Vader's mask, and you wonder, mm-hmm. well, how the hell did he get it? Well, now it totally makes sense how how he would know where to go find Vader's mask. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I was still wondering, but it's like, yeah, maybe. But if you think about it, you think out. about how everything is working out family wise, and someone was uh, someone was talking about, well, uh, you know, movies are always about father son relationship, and you think about. It, same way in this one it's just in a different way yeah instead of it being luke and darth vader it's it's kylo ren and 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 han solo, and, and han solo. Yeah. you know there's a lot of cool moments i like i really liked about the force awakens seeing seeing han solo obviously i also find it hilarious when he sit there and he finally shot chewie's gun yeah and he got crossbow yeah the crossbow i like this you know what's really funny is he's like I was, <laughs> okay it's like okay you've known chewie for how many years now and yeah. you're just now shooting that gun for the first time yeah you know what's really funny is before I saw this movie, I, I watched the old ones, and I was just thinking, I was like, what, what's the deal with Chewie's crossbow? Like, why is it a crossbow? It shoots lasers like everything yeah. else. Like, I was like, that's kind of cool looking, but like, and I'd never really thought about it before, but then like, it's really funny because I was like pondering it like crazy, and then uh, I see it in the movie. It's like, oh, okay, I guess other people have thought about this before too because like Han Solo finally yeah. gets to shoot it. And he shoots it and he goes, and then he turns around and that one big battle scene where uh, Kylo Ren takes uh, Ray and, and takes him on on her ship and release and he he shoots it and he's like oh shoot can I can I borrow this thanks shoot. I like this gun. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Finn uses lightsaber. I guess in the poster he had a lightsaber. Yeah, and he's not a Jedi. No, there you go. So apparently anybody can take this long laser sword and. Wheeled Swing it. it around because guess what? It's going to chop your limbs off no matter what because it's <laughs> super hot. It? Yeah, it's probably not that hard of a thing to use. And, uh, did you see my uh, the, the last one of the last things I posted on my registate.com? What was uh, it? Well, you commented on on Facebook. Han Solo's fate in the Force Awakens wasn't mm-hmm. a matter of if but how yeah 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 uh yeah like we both called it we both called it we knew we knew harrison ford wanted to kill his character off back in return the jedi right and and i don't think he would agree to come to this movie if that hadn't have been if he his character hadn't have been killed off in some way probably not unless he just liked the scripted but probably not yeah, no i don't I, see it i could be totally wrong but i thought he really played his character this time around with a lot of fun yeah a lot of gusto. He looked like he was enjoying himself. Yeah. Or at least in front of the camera, uh, watching the movie, it looks, really looked like he was he was enjoying himself, having yeah. fun. And maybe knowing that he was going to not have to worry about coming back for episode eight, maybe he decided, what the hell, I'm well, going to go for it. Well, I think he felt like, I think, he, I think, you know, I can't get in the Harrison Ford's head. No, no one but can. I, I think, it's a speculation uh, on I our think part. he felt like this character finally has a had con- some depth and some yeah and had a other conclusion. than being just awesome he had some real depth this time and had that's why he always liked uh, Indiana Jones better because that character as awesome as he is still has depth uh-huh. and that was something that maybe he thought I think it was he missing felt Harrison or uh, Han Solo never had I, I know that's true he said that before like he felt that Han Solo wasn't really that there was no purpose other than yeah. just being there I did not see the way he was way he was going to be taken out in this movie. I did not see yeah. that coming. But we knew it was going to happen. It's just a matter of, of how. Um, I thought it was... I thought that was... I thought that scene was probably one of the best scenes in any Star Wars movie. Knowing that he was probably going to buy it in this movie, and just not knowing how. Yeah. The fact that you figure out... When they sit there and said early on in the movie, which I thought that was one thing they could have done without. Because at one point, Snoke says, well, you're going to have to sit there and do something with your father. Can you handle that? You know, And oh, then yeah. they made mention that Hansel was his father. And it's like, okay, that takes a little bit of a, a mystery did, out of it. Too, too early. early. Yeah, I early. thought so, too, yeah. 
a little early, which I thought they could have held back on that a little bit longer. Yeah, personally. I thought so too. But knowing that, you know, Han Solo was Kylo Ren's father, and he obviously, Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo now, obviously had some misgivings towards Han for whatever reason that case may be. Mm-hmm. I found it Probably really because moving. Han Solo cheated on Leia. <laughs> like, let's I, be I, honest. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate as to <laughs> right, what yeah. what he did. My guess is Han just being Han, he was just never there. Yeah. Regardless, Kylo Ren taking that lightsaber and just igniting it yeah. right through him. What What was really the more shocking to find see that happens? Like, oh crap! You know, he, he really he just did that. But the more emotional grab to that whole scene was before he falls off the catwalk. Yes. Was, he still reached up. And, and grabbed touched, his face. And touched his face before yeah. he fell off. Yeah. That was the, yeah. the more emotional grab to that whole scene. Yeah. Because without that... I agree. It, totally. It, it has it has no emotional... Uh, I don't know what whatever the words I'm looking for, but yeah. that was the that was the hard part about that. Yeah, and poor Chewie. Oh, poor yeah, Chewie. but that and then you're not sure if Chewie survives or not because then he starts setting I know, off loud. I, I was wondering, yeah. And then all of yeah. a sudden, all of a sudden, there's the Falcon to save, help save Ray. Glad and he did, and I I like that Chewie is now the captain of the Millennial Falcon. Well, and Ray is the first mate. Well, I wonder though if that'll change though. If if, if if it is, it's if it is, it's racist against. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Wookiees. It's Wookiees. <laughs> Anti-Wookiee. Now, we talked about uh, stuff being taken from the books. And in the books, and I don't remember what, what the series was, but Han and Leia in the books before they became uh, non-official. It's a, it's a trilogy, my friend told me. It's, there's uh, a nine-book nine series that yeah, dealt... Okay. It, it, there's a whole long, actually, uh, this character's in the books, different series. Uh, they actually had three kids in the books. Yeah. Uh, they had um, twins, which Jason was Jason. And girl. And it seems like this girl, I don't think... Jason it's, yeah. yeah, had a twin sister, Jaina, J-A-I-N-A is the spelling. And then a, and then a younger brother of named Anakin, so be it. Why uh, would you name your kid, kid after and, Darth Vader? Vader? Yeah, I don't know. Either. And Leia never liked Darth Vader. No. Like, I know, like, maybe Luke would have, but Leia had, no. like, he blew up Leia's and, family. Yeah, and, and in the That's books. That's stupid. <laughs> now, now, in the books, there was, there, there was a son... Called Ben, but it was Luke's son called Ben Skywalker. Actually, I was just going to talk about how interesting it is that they change it from Jason to Ben. When he yelled out Ben, I thought to myself, this is really interesting because Leia, as far as we know, didn't actually know Obi-Wan. She knew of him, but didn't know Obi-Wan. Han would have been the one to name him after Obi-Wan. Or they felt they felt because of... See, and there also brings up the question now is, who is Rey's parents? Because there's, now there's speculation, okay, is Rey Han and Leia's daughter? No. And I, I don't think, think he is. Like, they came out and say and said who Ben... What, that they were Ben's parents. I, I think they would have come out and said that that was, that that was her Because also, parents. according to the... Uh, according to... If I can find my notes here. If I were to guess, I would say that she's Luke's daughter... Which I thought so from the trailers, even. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's just nobody's daughter. Maybe she's like maybe she was one of the kids, the younglings, because, if I may, who because it, because Luke according was training. according to the Force Awakens visual dictionary that mm-hmm. got released shortly before the movie or at the day of the movie came out, supposedly Ray is supposed to be nineteen, mm-hmm. and Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo is supposed to be thirty. So there's an eleven year gap in there. I'm gonna guess Ray's more possibly Luke's daughter. Yeah, that's what it, if if she's anyone's daughter. She's Luke's. Leia would have come out and said, right. you're my daughter. And how would Han not know who she is in the exactly. first place? Exactly. I mean, like, like there is no question in my mind that she is not Leia or and Han. Han's so, no, daughter. No. Now, She's too strong she could be force. Luke's. She could be Luke's. Or she could just be, like, nobody's daughter. True. Well, somebody's daughter, but nobody important. But she's obviously got a lot of abilities with the Force. Sure. I At least I think it's a large galaxy, but apparently <laughs> everyone knows everyone in this galaxy, so maybe it's actually a small galaxy. <laughs> There's a joke somewhere in there, but I don't want to piss off somebody so or anyone's particular. So, But that's what I found interesting. Supposedly in that flashback sequence... Supposedly, that flashback sequence is supposed Maybe to be... Maybe Darth Vader had another kid. Oh, wait, no. No. That wouldn't have worked. No. Because she's 19. Yeah, that's yeah. impossible. Impossible. Uh, supposedly, that flashback sequence, when you know when she first sees the lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber, and mm-hmm. she kind of touches it, and then yeah. she has all that whole flashback scene thing. That part where you see Kylo Ren with the Knights of Ren, 
all there in the rainy, mm -hmm. darkened mm -hmm. thing. It supposedly is where Luke had his Jedi Academy thing he had set up or a new temple, whatever. And that's supposedly, hopefully, we'll maybe we'll find out more confirmed is where he, as a teenager, turned against Luke. I, I think so. But she could have just been the only student that survived. Uh, oh, survived. I think that's what it is. It could I be. Any, I don't know. That's what I think it is. Th there's definitely she a mystery. survived because Luke sent her away. I mean, that's what I think. It, it, who knows? It, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it that's that's for damn sure um my big thing is getting to see luke and obviously we'll probably see more of him in episode eight i really would like to see by the end of episode nine luke is still around i don't want yeah. to see them killing off luke in episode eight i really think in order if you're supposed to quote help bring back the jedi and let's say race really the only one out there that's possibly another jedi i i just hope you know, Luke stays Finn around. Finn could be cheering too. Yeah. Like he, like I mean, maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see Luke still be around at the end of episode nine. Yeah, I would too. And and I really, guess. and really, if you think about it, with Kylo Ren being the daughter of Leia now, son, son yeah, son of son of Leia, it would be really interesting. If he's really determined to try and bring Luke out into the open, will they go as far as to him capture his mom to draw him out? That would well, be an we'll interesting. See. That would be an interesting conflict. I think that there's going to be. I think. I think we've gotten really good at writing stories now, at least for like Hollywood blockbusters these days. Um, I think there's going to be an interesting because that would dynamic be an interesting, between her that, and that would be an interesting between twist. Leia and Kylo Ren. Because at some point you think either eight or nine, you'd want to have Kylo Ren captured Leia in order to try and draw either Luke or Rey or both out into the open. Maybe Leia is the one that ends up killing him. Well, see, in, that the, would be see, see in the books, it was actually his twin sister, Jaina, who yeah. eventually kills uh, uh, Jason Solo in the books. Yeah. It would make sense for Ray to go after him, but yeah. who knows? But it would also be cool too. Maybe Ray gets in trouble I mean, episode remember, nine, and then all of a sudden Leia remember, shows up and kills him too. Gotta remember, Luke. Luke never killed Darth Vader or Palpatine. No, because Vader, like the hero, didn't kill either. Technically, villain. technically, they both kind of killed each other. Yeah. Because yeah. it was Palpatine's lightning that kind of short circuited all his stuff that basically killed Vader. Vader killed him by throwing him off yeah. into yeah. the into the so, Death Star. Like, core. I mean, uh, Ray doesn't by any means need to kill Kylo Ren. I I think uh, I think Leia. But they also give you the Leia yeah, killing but, him would but, be something. Yeah, that would be really interesting. She having to kill her son after her son killing. I now I don't think she'd kill him for revenge. No, I think it would be a last resort or to save Luke to save or Ray. Some Sort of, yeah, save somebody. Yeah. Or maybe another freaking planet, like he blew up three or, planets or, in this or, or do the typical Hollywood cliche, you think uh, you think Kylo Ren's killed Leia, and then out of nowhere, Luke or Rey's in trouble, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a lightsaber comes into his back, oh, yeah. and then it's it's Leia at the last second, yeah. you know, heroic damsel, and the, whatever. There, there are so many possibilities they can go with this. Yeah, it, and it, I don't think that they have the next two movies written. I think they're taking well, George uh, Lucas. Episode eight is supposed to start filming sometime early this year because it comes out in May of 2017. Really? So it's got to start filming sometime in the first quarter of Jeez. 2016 because uh, Rogue One comes out in December. So basically, next December you're going to get that first standalone movie, and then what? Five months later, you're going to get Episode eight. We need to. There is one thing that we do need to talk about. Go for it. George Lucas did see the movie. Did you read that? Yes. He also blasted Disney. Yeah. But he's also come back and technically apologized for his remarks, but he didn't necessarily apologize for other things either. Do you remember when we when we did this podcast beforehand, how I said that... Uh, George Lucas just needs to keep his mouth shut. I did. And I said it was just like with, and this is a much smaller scale, obviously, but on the video game series Final Fantasy, uh, Sakaguchi, the guy who did, uh, like, who created Final Fantasy after he got fired, mm -hmm. uh, tweeted about how much he disliked 12. And 12 is a good game. Final Fantasy 12 is a good game. But he tweeted about how much he disliked it. And then later, like, came back and was like, no, it's it's good. I don't know why I said that. But uh, it, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, it, it's got to be tough to watch your creation do well. Well, not even do well, but to watch your creation uh, be taken over by other people. Right. Now, here's the deal. And, and the big difference between the Final Fantasy guy and... Lucas made Lucas. The, Lucas, Lucas made, wasn't fired. 
Lucas made the decision to sell. He his sold company. it. Yeah. So like he wasn't fired. He sold it. He's got to step up with that. Right. Now also, if he's having second thoughts, and that's his problem. It is. Also, I'm gonna point out like he he called the movie retro, and he's right. But here's the thing: like a lot of what he said contradicted. Well, like even the fact of saying oh it's retro, he says something like, "I wish I had the quote with me. I I was gonna print it off and I forgot to." But he said uh, something like, "With his movies, he was always moving forward." Yeah, and he was never not looking back. backwards. Bullshit. Uh, the prequels were nothing but looking back. Not only that, to a but uh, Return of the Jedi back on Tatooine. Destroying the Death Star again. So it was even going back to Return of the Jedi. And then you've got the prequels. The first one, back on Tatooine. <laughs> like, I mean, it, oh, we'll meet Jabba the Hutt again, even though there's no reason to meet him in that movie. Right. Like, other than a cameo. So it's like, and then, of course, like, oh, Darth Vader created C-3PO. Why did he do that? Like, that doesn't make sense. So it's, like, so contradictory of mm-hmm. yourself. Now, I am going to say, like, I don't want to turn this into a Lucas bashing session because that happens all too often. I mean, Lucas is... Now, he does have awesome. a right to his opinion. He does. But at the same time, he's got to almost kind of ride that thin line of what he says publicly and what he wa- thinks privately. I know, and I kind of feel sorry. I, I do feel sorry for him because it, his creation is in the hands of other people. But, like, you've got to just, you've got to take it better. Yeah, right. You take it better. And, and the fact this that was he, your decision. And the fact that he sat there and submitted uh, story outlines for 789. Disney decided this is not the way we wanted to go. We yeah. want to go in a different direction. He has to respect that. Yeah. It's now their baby. Yeah. They're the ones that paid $4 billion to him oh, and in I also order to like get how that. He was going on about how this whole thing's nothing but a cash grab. Give me a break. That's all that Star Wars ever was when you were doing it. Well, think about it. If like, it wasn't for Star all Wars, those toys, all those Star like Wars. he had the he had a hundred percent of the merchandise. Of the merchandise. Don't act like you were doing now, it for here, the art. Now here's the thing. Like, fuck you. <laughs> now here's now that you mentioned that brings up. Does he still hold the merchandising rights, or did he sell that also to Disney? No, I don't know. I have because no that idea. would be interesting too. Because yeah. if he still holds the merchandising rights, but yet everything else went to Disney, then all these new toys that are being sold would still, still be, be going to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming those merchandising rights went to Disney at the same time. I would assume. But, but he did it for the art. <laughs> like, give me a break. <laughs> well, that and his comments were a little harsh when he said that Disney was nothing but the lo- white slavery. Oh my gosh! Where the hell did that remark come from? Jeez. I think. He Maybe says, he, says the guy who made Jar Jar Binks the well, see, I most think, obvious racial stereotype. See, ever. I think I think I think maybe he might be a little bit surprised, maybe taken back of the fact that movie has just taken off like it has at the box office. He figured it may have do well, but I don't think he anticipated it would just do what it has been doing, and maybe that has him a little upset. Probably, but I mean, well, but you at know the same what? time, at the same time, he had the to, only reason. The only reason why this movie does so well is because people love your movies. I mean, that that's it. You know, you can act like they're your movies and you can change them all you want. But at the end of the day, they're all of our movies because we love them that much. And without his creation, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about yeah. uh, episode seven right yeah, now. Yeah, we'd probably have like real jobs. Real? Just kidding. <laughs> you, you mean this podcast doesn't pay? No. Oh, I gotta, man. I gotta level with you, man. The podcast business is not doing too well. Before we move on, since we're beginning of 2016, we got you know a whole big movie year coming up. Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, anything else you'd like to comment on about Force Awakens? I don't know. I don't think so. Like, I mean, I think we covered everything. It's, it's a great movie. Uh, I can't wait for it to come out on 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 home video and Blu-ray because yeah. I'll I'll buy it and watch it again. Yeah, I did read that his first cut of Star Wars before any editing went on or any of the you know special effects stuff were put in was a two hour two hour and 45 minute cut of the movie his initial jj abrams cut really and he he was still cutting things up until the last second so you wonder how much you how know much so, we're missing how much we're missing that may have made sense or maybe we'll get a special edition version he's not he's not a he's not on big on director cuts and yeah. there was an interview he said he feels that it, the movie that comes out in the theater is the movie that should come out in home video and he's not big on putting out a different cut to, for just for home video yeah. just because of just because you can he's like 
if this is the movie I put out, then this is the movie you're going to get, and this is the way it's going to stay. Fair Which, enough. you can't get mad at him for doing so. Going back to Star Wars with the special editions, the special editions are fine. Like, the director's cuts are fine. Um, like, I do wish that I, Lucas would have given us the option to watch the well, original. Well, I, I think what draws so much criticism for the special editions is the fact he changed uh, making it not look like Han shot first. Yeah. Adding in the extra scene with Jabba in Star Wars A New Hope that did not need to be there because he already talks about it with Greedo in the, you in know the cantina. What? Even though, and we kind of talked about it last time, even though that scene is superfluous, watching it if you just watch it as, oh, here's the director's cut and here's a new scene, it's kind of cool. cool. Yes. Um, so I don't really have a real problem with it. Now, if I had my original in Blu-ray quality, I could choose which, which one to one. Want. Yeah. Now, what I I don't like the Han shooting first, and I think the new change that they made on the Blu-ray with Darth Vader. No. Uh, no. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, other than that, I'm pretty much cool with just about anything. And, and, you know, cleaning like, up the special I don't effects even were mind. fine. Adding a few things in the background You know, I don't fine. even mind uh, the Christian Haydenson thing for a special edition release, but I don't mind that at all. I, I, like, I, I now, just, it would have been nice if I still have the option of watching the original on Blu-ray. I just really hope That's Disney where. has investigated, and if there is copies of the original trilogy out there we'll th- out. that can be put out, Maybe cleaned up like, for Blu-ray, I really hope they do it. Maybe, and you know what? You know what's messed up is I wouldn't mind if Disney made a, uh, because some of the changes are are actually good. Some of the changes that George Lucas made are good. Okay, let me pose this question to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's go on the theory. Disney has found good quality of the original versions before release the special, them. Okay, the special editions. The, my question is though, if they find them, get them cleaned up, and they're quote Blu-ray ready, do they release them during all this hype, or do you wait till after Episode Nine and then release them? So that way, I think you'd have to release them before Episode Eight. Honestly, you know, like do, during do, the do, hype. You, do, do you do you release it while you're still making the new trilogy, or do you wait till after? Your, your new trilogy is done, and then release them. I think you'd do it now. You think you'd do it now? I, as soon as you can, yeah. I honestly think so. Do it now. I, I would all, I also like the idea that maybe Disney's going to do their own special edition where it's like they just... Well, they, that would be putting out the originals back out of them. No, well, well that. <laughs> like, I don't mind more than... Like, at this point, it's like, whatever. Keep releasing... Like, they could have the, like this huge Blu-ray thing of, like, all these versions. There would be the original cuts, and then there would be the special edition, which is sort of like the special edition, but Han shoots first. Uh, Darth Vader doesn't yell no. No. And then some more deleted scenes. There's some deleted scenes that are really well, cool. If, if, you, if you bought like the... Like, if you uh, watch Return of the Jedi, like, uh, there's deleted scenes in there that I, I honestly wish that... Lucas would have added some of these scenes into the special edition. Well, like the uh, the uh, the lightsaber, Luke building the lightsaber is amazing. The, there's also the Tatooine scene with the yes. Falcon. Yes. Now, granted, some of that they redub back over when they're flying off. And I know, re- but, but still, they could dub something different and, and then rework have it. him say, "I owe you one" while he's flying, flying off. Yeah, but like that, yes, that scene where they're getting off in the in the sandstorm is amazing. Yes. To be fair, I know why Lucas cut that out. Like, when you watch Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi is fast-paced, action, action, action. There's not a lot and of then, slow parts. Yeah, so that would have slowed, slowed down the movie. But if you're going to do a special, special edition, edition, that's fine. That whole lightsaber yeah, thing, that whole lightsaber thing would have yeah. been great to see. Yeah, like, that's totally cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I would like... I, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, just it, it, uh, it, I, 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 you kind of wish you knew what Disney knows or does not know about what's there and what exists. Because if if those things do exist, you got to be thinking, okay, they're calculating when do we put this out because it's going to be a cash grab. Yeah, oh yeah, a big oh yeah. crash grab. So oh yeah. do you put it out during the summertime? Do you release it? Ooh, December fifteenth, right before Christmas, and all of a sudden you're going to get this influx of money because people are going to be running out wanting those damn things so bad. Those things would fly off the shelf quicker than I think The Force Awakens would hitting, yeah. hitting video stores. I think so. Ooh, what would Lucas do if they restored them and put them back out and re-released them to theater? So the original versions again? I don't know. Would people flock to them? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, like a limited two-week release or something. Well, like that. Well, even like the 3D version of Episode One, one. like we all went and saw it yeah <laughs> why don't know but we did it was kind of fun like i 
guess. Well, see, but... I didn't. I didn't go see it in 3D. I just went and saw it in the 2D. It's like, okay, it's back out in theaters again. What yeah. the hell? I'll go watch it. But like we said in the previous podcast, they really should have started with episode four. Yeah. Why start with episode one? No one because, wants to see that. Yeah. Frankly speaking, George Lucas is crazy. Like he went crazy. No, like, I... he wants to force everybody to like things the way he likes. Now, them. now, if Lucas comes up and creates something new, you know, a new movie, and it looks really good, I'll be more than happy to go see one mm-hmm. of a movie if he puts it out, mm-hmm. even if it's a quota indie type of movie. Not, not Indiana Jones, but independent type. Did of you thing. see Red Tails? I have not seen Red Tails. It's not very good. Well, he, I think he was working on that when he was selling to Disney, didn't he? Because that came out like a year or two after he sold it. Mm-mm. No, it's older than you think. That's like 2009 or uh, I thought that was 2012, 2013. No, no, it's it's older. I'll have to look that up. But I know that like that was a movie that he wanted to make for decades. Well, it looks like nothing but a CG fest, really, with all the is. planes. Like it, it's not that great. Like it's not a terrible. I mean, movie, I think it's based it's on a true. Great. Based on a true. It's based uh, on the Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, but like it's so one dimensional. I mean, you got to remember, like this is World War II, and we're talking. Our Air Force mm-hmm. is segregated. Well, a lot of things were back then. Yeah, so. like the people fighting for a country is segregated. And when you watch the movie, it's like it doesn't even talk about. It like, it's it? just about like, yeah, let's do for America. And it's like. Oh, so if there'd been a little bit more controversy with the segregation and dealt more with that, it might have been a better movie. Then? Yeah, I think so. Might have been more so. intriguing. I yeah, it, but it's it's very, very one dimensional. Hmm. I've seen worse movies. Like, it's an okay movie, but it's eh, not that Maybe great. if it hit Netflix. We'll put uh, episode seven in the books right now. We're going to put it in the Disney vault. <laughs> Buy it on Blu-ray, because it'll be the last time you'll see it for ten years now. This uh, <laughs> podcast will be taken off the internet. We use the copyright <laughs> word Disney vault. And episode seven and Star also, Wars. Also, we'll be dead. Uh, we'll be locked in the Disney vault, along with Jim Henson's corpse, it's, after what happened that's what happened to Jim Henson, don't you know? He wouldn't sell the Muppets to Disney. He didn't. He didn't. Just, so, so, so you saying he didn't he, just he, die real fast from some weird disease? Are you saying conspiracy disease. theory? I am saying conspiracy theory. Like he just died one day from so, some weird disease. Now he's locked away in the Disney vault. So, 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 what's a bigger conspiracy theory than the U.S. Jim Henson or JFK? Oh well, JFK is a bigger conspiracy. Okay, I just want to make sure. Obviously, with Force Awakens shattering the box office, mm-hmm. we've got a, a pretty huge huge movie season coming up mm-hmm. in 2016 mm-hmm. we got deadpool yeah you've got uh, x-men apocalypse yeah you've got captain america civil war uh-huh. you've got suicide squad uh-huh. you've got another star wars movie in rogue one okay and then you got that little movie batman versus superman in mm-hmm. march mm-hmm. there's also the holy crap there's also the independence day sequel in mm-hmm. in, in june or july whenever it's being released no uh, i don't remember exactly when i'm sure there's probably two or three more movies i'm missing but you got, we got a lot of movies spread out throughout the entire year. It's just not all combined. It's too many movies, man. Too, too many movies. Is it, but what I was getting at, is there any movie that's going to have the box office draw that Star Wars has had in 2016? No. Anyone that might come close? <laughs> Maybe Batman versus Superman. That's the only one I can think of that would come close to Star Wars. But does but does a comic book movie, and granted, that's different a little bit different with a comic book because you've got two big big characters well, the, and they've been on the, the screen together. But you have the two biggest uh, comic book heroes and the two biggest comic book heroes since 1939. In the they've same, always been the biggest in the same movie. Yeah, like so that one could bring a big draw. Can I don't know how appealing the trailer is to the general audience. Well, so see, that's and, the problem. And, and, like and maybe my, they and maybe the is, general audience just hears Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I'll see it. Well, and also does 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 the comic book appeal have the same appeal as what Star Wars does? Cuz Star Wars appeals to pretty much anybody no, and everybody. No, no, no. Not everyone's going to be, oh, it's, a, it's I don't care about that one. You know, where yeah. someone who might have gone to seeing Star Wars The Force Awakens three or four times may not even be interested in Batman versus Superman. No. So, I guess if there's one out there that might have a chance I think that's it. And it, we, by the way, by chance, chance that it might come close, it's not going to surpass it, 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 it by any means. Batman versus Superman, I have no doubt, will probably take in a billion dollars worldwide. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I don't think it'll come close to the U.S. But now, we could both be totally wrong. I mean, our record is guessing is not any, anywhere great, but no one is, really. I just don't see it blowing out Avatar and Titanic and The Force Awakens out of their spots. X-Men Apocalypse. You know who plays Apocalypse, don't you? Oscar Isaacs. Mm -hmm. How weird is that? Uh, That looks like an interesting movie. 
I kind of feel like they should have, and there's no end in sight to any movie, and I need to just deal with that with any franchise. I kind of feel like the last one, Days of Future Past, should have been the finale. Like, that movie was yes, perfect but it, for any but, but we are talking Hollywood, though. I know. I know. And there will never be an end to anything unless it's already, you know, it's one thing with Harry Potter because they were all written by. Well, that and and J.K. Rawlings made sure and got specific things taken care of. So there's no chance of uh, Hollywood. Marvel, it just keeps going. And that's the way. And that's the thing. Marvel, they were comic books. They were always meant to just, they were always like meant to just keep garbage going. It wouldn't be surprised, though, if Marvel also has an end to their means with all this. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, but it sounds like they've got at least a Phase 4 coming oh, yeah. besides Phase Fox, 3. Fox will keep going until they can't until they can't make money. Until at least one or two X-Men in, in movies in a row bomb. I think they're done with Fantastic Four for a little while, hopefully. Oh, you would hope. Oh, my God. But, um, you know, this this next X-Men movie does look really... It looks, it looks good. Interesting. It, yeah. it, it, the trailers make it look good. I, I'm going to say, like, on the one hand, it's it's kind of neat that they're finally getting to Apocalypse, who is a big character in the 80s and 90s. Well, it also looks like, from what they're doing, it also looks like they're trying to set up for, for, for these younger characters to yeah. take over the franchise. Yeah. So Patrick Stewart can no longer not doesn't have to necessarily be in. Well, he's done. Like, well, I mean, he is. He has. He has said that he is returning for um, the third Wolverine movie. Really? Yes. Okay. He is returning for that. Which, but it sounds like that's going to be interesting because that's always had a unique kind of father uh, yeah, son relationship with Wolverine. Yeah. So in that sense, that might be cool. Days of Future Past. That was really the first X Men movie. It set everything back to right to where you. Well, in, in, aside from that, though, like the X Men movies, X Men comics are weird. Like, they are weird. Mm-hmm. They're always traveling through time or different dimensions or going in outer space. Like, actually, that's not totally fair. They weren't at first. But it's like, after you do it once, you just got to keep doing it and doing uh-huh. it and doing it. And it got to the point where it's just like, no. by the time it got to the 90s, nothing in X-Men makes sense anymore. Like, it's just so weird at this point. Whereas in the... It started off as, oh, in the 70s, they go into outer space for the first time. And then, oh, then they go into outer space for a second time. And this time, they actually meet aliens. And mm-hmm. It's pretty weird now. And then and then in the 80s, it's like, oh, days of future past. They're kind of time traveling now. And then in the late 80s, it's like, they're time traveling every week. And they've created all these uh, different timelines. Apocalypse is a weird character. And the last movie, Days of Future Past, was the first movie to really get X-Men. Like, they'd always been fair grounded mm-hmm. these movies like if guys with superpowers fight the government and magneto like there you go uh and it's like one big metaphor for gay rights there you go but um <laughs> gay rights civil rights whatever pretty much whatever, whatever, whatever rights whatever rights some you of them go were with. civil rights but most of them were gay rights the last one was the first one that actually you know there's time travel there's robots it's like okay we're finally starting to get to like some of the weirder crap that was in the comics and then this one brings in apocalypse apocalypse is weird and and I've always had mixed feelings about this uh-huh. character. He's a really cool character. But at the same time, it's like his powers don't really make sense. Like his powers are kind of whatever the writers feel like giving him at the time. His powers don't make a whole lot of sense. And there was, after they created Apocalypse, there was an obvious tonal shift with X-Men. The tone really changed after that. Like it got More serious or more weird? Weird and dark. I uh, serious is a word. Uh, I would say dark. Serious is close to what I would say, but it got real dark and kind of got away from like more of the. Okay, so not no, not really have have ever followed the X Men on the comic side. Just only what I know from the movies. What does Apocalypse do to the X Men? in their setting in the comics does it change them anyway does it change change the present well, it adds, does it change the past i mean what well, does it, it creates its own timeline called the age of apocalypse which is a essentially a timeline where apocalypse kills charles xavier essentially before he could even start x-men uh-huh. which means that all the other all X-Men. this other crap happens which means that even like not just the x-men but it's so weird like even uh spider-man doesn't exist he gets killed uh gwen stacy is the one who gets bitten by the radioactive spider where spider-man gets killed by the by the burglar so gwen stacy is spider girl uh-huh. so it's like everything and what that has to do with i know the butterfly effect or whatever but what that has to do with charles xavier 
Xavier dying is beyond me. But, you know, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, like, it could be anything from, like, Peter paying attention to a radio show on Charles Xavier and was late to school, whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know. So, like, yes, there's this entire timeline where apocalypse just rules the world and does it eventually go back to the original timeline no it's just this other timeline but here's the thing like sometimes characters from that timeline travel into the dimension that is the regular marvel it's weird it is so weird like there's dark beast okay fox who is fox wouldn't be stupid enough to let that happen with the movies and then start well this weird... it's already kind of happening like this movie seems to take place in the late 80s uh-huh the characters in this movie, like, this isn't a prequel to the first X-Men. This is essentially a reboot after Days of Future Past. This is the new timeline, uh, which is kind of interesting in a way. But okay. it's kind of like what they did with Star Trek. Okay. Like, this is like the new timeline where it's like, yeah, now we get to meet these. Like, they're younger, but they also have nothing to do storyline-wise with the old x-men so it's kind of fox trying to set themselves up for future x-men movies yes since they're gonna since you know that um patrick stewart's getting a little old to be playing mckellen has one foot in the grave you know you got all these you know halle berry's probably not wanting to keep playing storm because he wants to see an older storm all the time right yeah so it's their way of trying to maneuver themselves quietly exactly but they still have the option of um bringing back these older characters well and also like making um one of the greatest things about the way the storyline was set up was charles xavier was a teacher in the 60s during the hippie era during the civil rights movement like that's perfect magneto was a holocaust survivor jewish and mutant Mm -hmm. and like that's perfect and like the the first the Further in time that we get in the real world where we get away from the from World War Two and we get away from the civil rights movement of the sixties, mm-hmm. the less relevance the X Men kinda has. You hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. so like keeping them in this eternal loop really works. Because hmm. I, mean, I thought about it like we can't like we can't have a hundred and six year old Magneto like I was a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Like that's not gonna work. Right. So I mean, the trailer for it, it looks really good. So what are they, like, I mean, the only thing you can say is, uh, I guess Magneto and Professor X are Generation Xers, but <laughs> the trailer does look good. I, I'm interested in it, to and, say the least. And, I think it's going to be a decent movie. I think it's going to be the last one Brian Singer does. You think? I, I don't think he'll do anymore. Well, I, I'm basing that off of nothing. I think my friend mentioned that. But, but then again, as successful as seems all the X-Men movies have been when that Brian Singer has been either attached to in some way, either as producer or director, have always done well, you kind of wonder if Fox won't unload the bank to him to keep him <coughs> to keep him going since that I seems to be really the only way. I what they would do after Apocalypse. So, like, I guess they could do, like, like I mean, this is... This is kind of this is this is big. Apocalypse is a big character, and he's a later character. He didn't come out to the late '80s, but he was a big character in the '90s when X Men was huge. So he's a big character. I don't I don't really know what they're going to do after that. You, you think you'll go see uh, Deadpool? Deadpool? Yeah, I will. D- Deadpool. And by the way, speaking of X Men, Colossus is in that. This. Yes, because Deadpool they've got Deadpool set in the same. X-Men universe, I guess, or whatever. Deadpool looks like one of those fun movies. I'm not necessarily worried about... I want to go see it just out of morbid curiosity to see what they've done. I think it's going to be a fun movie. I'm not like, man, how's this going to work in the X-Men universe? Like, I don't care. But it looks like fun. Well, I think it's also a a big test letting them do a quote, a rated R comic book movie will determine how far any of the studios can really push anything with some of these movies. Can they can they go more than just PG thirteen and still have these things be successful? Well, you know, here's the thing, like like I've said this before, Iron Man three, if the name Iron Man wasn't in it, that movie would have been rated R. At least a few years ago, maybe a few years before. Like that's pretty much an R rated action movie right there. Now I want to throw out a really big salted question to you. There there is a, a, a small rumor and I'm taking it with a huge grain of salt. We're talking Hutchinson's salt mine type of grain of salt. Sure. Okay. There is a rumor that supposedly someone who was who works or has knowledge of Captain America Civil War says that they do oh, in, no, 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 don't say. that they do kill off a certain character in that movie. Oh yeah. Do you buy it? Considering that actor is also signed technically at this point still to do Infinity Wars. Okay, don't say anything else. Um You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, but 
I'm, I, I don't know exactly which character you're going with, and I don't want to. Yeah, they're going to have to kill off somebody eventually. Like, I mean, they killed off Coulson, which was cool, but then they brought him back for the Well, okay, uh, let's, show. let's leave Coulson alone. Let's Quicksilver, assume, that was lame. Let's, let's, let's leave Coulson, as far as the movie's concerned, he's still dead. Because I think that's the way Marvel's kind of treating it. Yeah. So, because I, so I think if that if there wasn't, they'd already. Well, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is B-Cannon. Yeah. So, that aside, do you buy that they would still go that far? They're going to have to kill somebody big. And they're going to have to not not, bring him back in the TV show. And I'm not talking Brody and War Machine. Oh, you're not? No. So you're not talking to War Machine? Because he's the one that I'm thinking. Yeah. No, I'm not talking. So you're talking about Hawkeye. No. Well, then I don't know who you're talking about. Well, it's one of the big four. Really? No, I don't think they're going to kill them off. I think it's going to be one of the B-team characters like Hawkeye or War Machine. Um, I, I was just curious if they would go considering... and I, I, I thought they had their chance to kill to temporarily kill Thor with Ultron, but they didn't do it. So. <laughs> I liked my story. Well, supposedly, supposedly Thor may not be in Infinity Wars. I wouldn't like that. Thor's cool. Like, Cause, Thor cause, is the cosmic one. Because in my, in my thought process, if you're going to do the Infinity Wars, and you're wanting to try and eventually move on from Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk. If you're going to move, try and move away from those big four of the main ones that's kind of been your your bulk of your quote Avengers for so mm-hmm. long now, Infinity Wars would be the perfect place to do something with all four of them and not leave one of them out going into it. Right. Yeah. Now I, you would have to think that Marvel of, of those four, Iron Man and Captain America, would probably be the only ones that may continue on after Infinity Wars at some point. Maybe. 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 And I'm thinking with different characters well, playing them. Anyway, you think you'd want those four in the Infinity Wars in some form or fashion? Yeah, you would. Whether it's that, whether that it's part of one, part of two, or not, or like not being in it would not feel right. Them not being in Infinity Wars is stupid. Like, they're going to be in Infinity Wars. Yeah. I mean, they're okay, if somebody's saying that one of the big four, and we already know that it's not going to be Hulk or Thor, Thor. so it's going to be Iron Man or Captain America, and since this is Captain America 3, uh-huh. like, like, I'm just deducing it further. This guy's saying Iron Man dies at the beginning. I do not buy that for a second. Not for a second. Like, I think that he will die eventually. And, and, I think they might kill him off for Infinity Wars, but not here. But the reason why, only reason why I brought up this question is because supposedly this guy says, and I said, still big grain of salt here, says that they, at the end, they filmed with three different actors the same thing to give themselves options of whether or not if they decide to go through with it. Oh, well, that I would that, believe. That, and also to throw uh, off anyone. They do that all the time. To yeah. also, also to throw off anyone who may leak it so they don't actually know who yeah. may take over that mantle. But at the same time, if you know the comics, the obvious choice is already still there. So wait a minute. I mean, I guess we've talked about this on my show. Uh, before he was War Machine, Rhodey was Iron Man too. He was Iron Man. Yes, but I'm not going. But to I, I'm it. not buying that. No, yeah, they're not going to do that. I think if, I think there are two possibility, two possible characters that could die. War Machine. Which sucks because War Machine, although Don Cheadle has not been since the beginning, the character of Rhodey has been in since the beginning. beginning. Just different And actor. he's always been kind of a sidekick. And also, like, really killing off the black guy. Like, really, guys, <laughs> like, like this is what you're doing. But he Racist. is kind of the perfect one to kill off. I'd hate to say it. And it's a shame he's a great character, but he is, like, totally, like, the one that I would probably kill off. Him or... Hawkeye. Here's the thing. They had their shot to kill off Hawkeye with Ultron. I would have liked a temporary death for Thor and an actual death for Hawkeye and Ultron. That's what I would have gone for. Like, And I know like everyone thought Hawkeye was going to die and Joss Whedon was playing with their emotions for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Remember, he's like, here's my family that I love. Oh, and yeah. You, like, I don't know what I would do without my family. It's like, oh, he's going to die. And then it's like, no, we killed off the new guy that nobody really liked. Like, really? It's lame. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a more emotional impact if Hawkeye would have died to save. Yeah. He's st- he could die in this one, though. I could see it. Anyway, as I said, huge grains of salt that I yeah. threw out there. But it's just the rumor mill is, is as usual, flying out there. By the way, Black Panther looks cool. Really cool. And I guess with them, and I don't have the notes in front of me, Marvel made slight changes, was it, sometime last year to their movie releases when certain movies are going to be released. I saw that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So Black Panther now is going to have more of an impact. I guess Black Panther was supposedly not supposed to come out until like between the Infinity Wars. Mm -hmm. 
now I think it's supposed to come out right before the first Infinity oh, really? War. Okay. So there's now they're setting up for Black Panther that storyline with their, what they're going to do is going to have more impact of what happens towards going into the Infinity Wars now. Okay. Which I guess maybe they looked at and thought, oh well, it kind of stupid to have him if we're interested in the Civil War and then not see him again until Infinity War, but yeah. not have his own solo movie until after the probably what they did is probably a better. Yeah. Makes more sense, especially if he's going to have any sort of pivotal role. Oh, also, um, James Gunn has made a posting on his Facebook or did an interview where he uh, he's been shown an early cut of Civil War and he said that movie looked really awesome. Cool. And he said uh, uh, Tom Holland playing Spider-Man definitely has a very big pivotal role in that movie. Yeah, really? But he won't okay. say well, what. Obviously, he being with Marvel, he's not going to say anything. Give away. And, and James Gunn as the person who wrote the article, I believe, believe said something in the article, said if James Gunn doesn't like something, he just doesn't comment on it. The fact yeah. that he's commented on it saying that it looks really good and he thinks it might be the best movie Marvel's put out yet as far as their entire you know universe that has to say something if they could just get their hands on fantastic four after x-men apocalypse if they could get their hands on x-men too i'd like i've always said like <laughs> i like what fox has done with x-men for the most part but it's like after apocalypse it's like dude screw it like let's reboot it let's put it in fox and let's have like or let's put it in marvel and let's get the whole marvel family together <laughs> but fantastic four we need fantastic four like that is like is such a missing key it, element it, to it, all of this if marvel could get a whole, get their whole hands a whole on on the fantastic four put it in their phase four lineup if they're going to do a phase four yeah. after infinity wars oh phase fantastic four Fantastic Phase Four. I like it. Yeah. There you go, Marvel. Package it and patent it, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it? Thank you, I, Ian I Malcolm. Of, I messed that up a little bit. So, um, uh, what movie you look forward to most? Then for oh, Civil War. Civil War. Hundred percent. Like this trailer. I I was a little scared about Civil War at first. Like I'm not a fan of the Civil War comics. I don't think they're very good. I actually I think they're terrible. Mm -hmm. Like I think uh, the comics for Civil War suck. After seeing the trailer, I I, I I'm I'm really mo most interested in that in that beatdown that looks like Iron Man is taking yeah. from Cap and 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 Bucky and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. This movie looks good. I'm, I'm really good. I, I'm assuming that beatdown is going to come down towards the end of the movie. Yeah, looks good. It looks really good. I, and you know, I I really liked Ultron, but you know, hopefully they'll learn from some of the. And I think like I think they had to get rid of Joss Whedon. Like I mean, I I think we have to move on for the story's sake. I, I, and I, I think uh, with the Russo brothers taking care of the Infinity, both Infinity War movies, I think those two movies are going to be so much more serious than what we ever saw in the first two well, Avengers I, I, movies. I think what's good about the Russo brothers is they're looking at this like the old Star Wars thing. Like uh -huh. you got to build like up one movie Feige, at a time. Feige is in charge. Uh -huh. We're going to do what Feige wants. We're going to do what he wants. We're before it it's cool to get all these like cool directors and stuff, but it's like they're just a small they're the movie that these direct like Joss Whedon and all them like the the movies that they're making are just a small piece of the story. Of a so, big puzzle. Like, they they can't try to take over and worry about their artistic vision. They have to really they they really have to listen to um, Figi. And if you think for a second that oh you know that's just Hollywood destroying the artist, they're making movies based on comic books, books. written by a guy who didn't care at all who just wanted to sell these books to kids back mm -hmm. in the '60s. Like d don't act like they're this is some great. Don't act like that. You know I mean like. <laughs> Like, go back to making college films if that's what you want to do, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, well, d definitely 2016 will definitely be kind of the first year we get the battle of DC versus Marvel. Because yeah. you got two DC movies, you got two Marvel movies. Cause you it's kind of funny how we've got Batman versus Superman, Superman, but we also have yeah. at the same time Captain America, America versus, versus Iron, Iron Man. Man. A lot of things going on in 2016. Uh, so it'll be. I think Suicide Squad could go either way. Like I, I'm not like super excited. Like I think suicide. I, I, I think like, suicide. If, if they go a little bit dark, but not to go say go overly dark. Well, they'll I, go. It's DC. They're gonna go overly dark. That's their. That's their mantra. I think the biggest. I think that movie will play out the way of how uh, Joker, Harley Quinn, and and Deadshot. How those three kind of all come across on the screen. I think is the way that that's movie will fair. go. That's fair, yeah. I think that's really the big three of those of that movie. Yeah. So if that movie storyline goes well and it looks like it's going well, obviously Batman and Superman is going to make money hand over fist for DC. Oh, it's, yeah. it's going to be the starting with the Suicide Squad. It's going to be telling DC's fate. Um, I could not care less about uh, Independence Day 2. It looks interesting. 
my guess is that mo- that movie is going to make money its opening weekend. The thing is, does it, does it have staying power afterwards? No. I got to be honest with you, like, and I think I, think, I liked the first one when I was a kid, but it's not a movie that I ever really want to see. And I really again. think that like, movie is going to be hurt. Good. I really think that movie is going to be hurt with no Will Smith. Yeah, and he had to make a decision: Suicide Squad or Independence Day Two, because those both of those basically filmed at the same time. Yeah, and I I, I think he's counting on Suicide Squad being the better movie. Yeah. Uh, that would be my. And Jeff Goldblum looks really old. Well, so does Bill Paxton. I mean, not Bill Paxton. Um, Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman. Yeah. Paxton. No one really liked Bill Pullman anyway. <laughs> but uh, the, the trailer makes the movie like look Independence Day was all about Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith, Smith, but not like the first one was that great. Like that was really the best thing about it is Will Smith is funny, Jeff Goldblum is funny. Uh-huh. They're funny together. Like other than that, like the and the special effects were kind of cool for the time, but it's it's really not a. Very very, it does not age well at all. Like, if you try watching it now, it's like, ugh. Like, yeah, it, like but it looks terrible. Like, the ideas are dumb. Like We'll see. I mean, that that movie will be hurt if it doesn't do well. Is there another movie that comes out this year that we were talking about? I can't remember. I'm sure there's some other movies I'm missing that no. are probably coming out. But those were the, the kind of the big ones I had on my list of no. possible movies that m- may or may not do well. Um, 2015 was fun. It was. 2016 looks to be very interesting. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, James, for joining me today. As always, you can find me on SoundCloud, Facebook, or my red website, Reggie's Take.com, or on Twitter at Reggie's Take. Keep listening, and we'll talk at you later.